Okay, let's get started. Parshas Yisro, Tavshin Pei. We had a week off last week, but uh, let's get back into Maimon Harsinai. Yisro and Mishpat and the two parshios of uh, that defining moment. The Ramban tells us, as we know, is a mitzvah saseh daraisa every single day of our life to remember Maimon Harsinai through saying Birchas HaTorah every morning. Every man, every woman has an obligation to say Birchas HaTorah, Shabachar Banu Mikol HaAmim, Benas Alonu Es We remember these events, but these weeks we uh, get to focus on them uh, even more than on a, on a regular basis. So we start off at the beginning. The first pasuk by Yishma Yisro, Yisro hears. Kohen Midian, Chosein Moshe. A lot of titles uh, <coughs> that the Torah gives for him. He hears about everything that Hashem did for Moshe and for Yisrael. And then as if to explain, or maybe to give background, he heard everything that happened. Key, the ambiguous key. Is that he heard everything that happened? When or that is? Right, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And as we know, the Gemara has three different opinions. Rashi quotes two out of the three opinions. Uh, that's not for now. Why Rashi only quotes two out of three from the Gemara in Zvachim Kuf Tezayin. But Rashi quotes, Mashamu Hashama Uba, Kriyas Yamsuf, Umelchemes Amalek. Dafkanat, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim mentioned. He heard about Yitzhiyas, uh, Kriyas Yamsuf, he heard about Milchemes Amalek. Exactly, obviously, from the, connecting to the end of Parsha's Peshalach. But we're going to focus on a little Rashi. A little only in words but not obviously in depth. Says Rashi, Moshe uli Yisrael. And again, what's bothering Rashi? Why does Moshe singled out? Right? Moshe is one of B'nai Yisrael. Yisrael heard about everything that Hashem did to Moshe and to Yisrael. Did he do anything specific to Moshe? Moshe was the leader. Moshe helped out doing something to Yisrael. Moshe did Kriyas Yamsuf. Did Hashem do anything to him, with him, through him? Rashi says, Shakul Moshe, Kineged Kal Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu is equal. Shakul. The Sif Sechachamim quotes, Ki Moshe Miyutah, Shayu B'chal Yisrael. As we just pointed out, Rashi's bothered that the uh, line is extra. So didn't say Lamoshe. Shakul Keneged Kal Yisrael. So what does that mean? Moshe Rabbeinu Shakul Keneged all the rest of Am Yisrael. Yes, he was unique. Yes, as one of the Animamins, that Moshe Rabbeinu was a unique Navi. The four differences uh, between Moshe and the other Neviim. And he spoke to HaKadosh Baruch Hu closest, and he understood everything, Machlokas, even in Mesechah's Brachas, in the first parak, whether he even understood Tzadik Varalo, Rosh Vatovlo, two different opinions. But Moshe was unbelievable and unique. And it says here, he was Shokul Kenegad Kol Yisrael. What is the depth of that, that he was equal? Interesting, because we learned a few weeks ago that Aaron and Moshe were Shavin. So does that mean that Moshe was Shokul Kenegad Kol Yisrael, and then Aaron was also Shokul, or Shavin means something different? Also, not for now. But we'll see the words of the Gur Aryeh to try to explain this. Rashi, the Maharal, has three different ideas about what it means that Moshe was shakal Kenegad Kal Yisrael. Says the Maharal in source number one. Deim Lokain, as we know, Havalil Mechtav is Kal Asher Asel Ohim Yisrael. Elo Shakal. Vahatam Mefarshim. The Mefarshim explain. The footnote has pointed out that we don't know which Mefarshim these are, but the Maharal says it. Tamafarshim, number one, first idea. Again, there are a lot of footnotes. I gave you just one, but by Hartman in his uh, version of the Maharal, in his edition, he has many footnotes uh, explaining all of these ideas. Tamafarshim, ki Moshe hayamashlem es Yisrael bechol Moshe and B'nai Yisrael were a team. They performed a function. They achieved a destiny together. Moshe couldn't have done it without B'nai Yisrael. B'nai Yisrael couldn't have done it without Moshe. When there are two parts of a unit that form a whole, then they're called shavin, because they are each a part. 
Even though one might say one is more ikir than the other, if you have a team and one person is the captain of the team and the other people play different roles, but the team can run without all the parts. So everyone has a, not equal in the sense of weighing the same, but equal as you're a part that makes up the whole. Right? In a car, there are many parts of a car. Even though one might say it's the engine that's the key. But if you're missing, if you don't have any gas, the car is not going to run. And if you don't have a steering wheel, the car is not going to work. Is one more important than the other? Each is mashlim. And therefore each is shave. Moshe Rabbeinu and B'nai Yisrael achieved the goal together. This is the first passage of Yisrael Mishpatim, Maimon Arsinai. The goal of bringing the Torah down to human beings. The goal of creating a nation that is Makadeshim Shemayim, that uh, brings God's name down. That's how they're shoving. Ki Moshe haya mashlim es Yisrael b'chol davar. V'davar mashlim shokul neged akol ba'avur shu mashlim akol. Anything that is mashlim, that completes the whole Right, let's say you have a puzzle and you find the last piece of the puzzle. It's mashlim. Is that piece worth more than any of the other parts? No, you just happen to, you know, finish it. Be mashlim it with that last piece and it's, it's significant and it feels good. But there's, a, there's hashlama. The pieces are, the pieces equal. Vim lo haya moshe mashlim es Yisrael. Hain betorah, hain bechaldover. Lo hayu nechshavim la'am Yisrael. Without moshe, we wouldn't be an am. Moshe Rabbeinu helped us. And one, the one footnote in source number two, he points out that the Maharal has this idea in many other contexts as well. We have two parts that are mashlim and they're shove. Eretz and shamayim are shove to each other. What does that mean? Earth and, and the heavens? How could they be equal? Right? Heavens are infinite. No, but they, they form a world. They form a world. Rav the Talmud. Are mashlim, hol ve'ain rav lo talmud. But lachen yeshnu shivyon misuyam bein tamal rabo. Obviously, a rebbe is the rebbe, and the talmud the talmud. And there's a concept called kfod rabo, and there's a mora rabo kamara shamayim. Obviously, the rebbe uh, has a special position in that relationship. But in a certain sense, they're mashlim each other. They form a unit. And finally, v'chein ha'isha shkula leish in a marriage. Isha and ish, the husband and wife, ki mashlemes oso la'adam. They are, they complete each other. And therefore it says the Maharal back to here, Moshe and B'nai Yisrael. What a relationship. What a love story that starts back in Sefer Parsha Shmos, goes all the way for eternity. Right? The last Pasuk in Navi, Zichru Torah's Moshe Avdi, Malachi tells us. Right? Remember the Torah of Moshe. Moshe's name is, is, is infinite, is connected to the Torah forevermore. Whenever we learn, we're learning Torah's Moshe. And therefore, this is the Rashi that tells us the secret. Moshe and Am Yisrael are a team together. As we just said, That's the pshat. He then is bothered why, you know, maybe it sounds like Moshe is only shachol connected to Yisrael of that generation. What about future generations? According to this idea, it should be for future generations. We just explained. Not just that generation, and it sounds like it's limited. Okay, we're not going to go into the rest of that. But as we know, Moshe Rabbeinu did not live. Moshe died. Right? Moshe did not live forever. Like other uh, biblical figures. We've quoted in the past in Dav Shirim and other Shirim, the beautiful thought, I think, of Rebbe Yitzchak, that the uh, Emeron of Smecha quotes, why it's teku and not meku. Right? Teku, which literally means it should stand, but as we know, the Bali Machshava, Tishbi, Yitaris, Kushis, Vabayos, Tishbi, Eliyahu Navi will answer all the kashas. Why is it in Meku? Moshe Yitaritz. He's our greatest Rebbe. Is it Moshe Yitaritz? 
So explains the Rebbe Yitzchak because you have to have somebody who's involved and knows knows the mitzias of the world in order to pass kinshilas. Somebody doesn't know, somebody's not involved, so then they weren't involved in the door. Right? Moshe Rabbeinu or Avram Avinu can't answer ca- uh, questions about cars. Rebekah Eger can't answer questions about phones. Right? It's it's you have to be so Eliyahu Navi Lomais. Eliyahu Navi, he's going to be he's going to be able to answer all the kashas. Moshe is the greatest Rebbe. That's true. But Eliyahu Navi, so Moshe is really same problem that he has here. Okay. Either way, that's number one. Number one. Number two. Let's go to the second idea. Top left of the of the page. Amnam nirali kiyesh bazed davar gadol mashay Moshe shachanegar kol Yisrael. A second idea. Kibameshem Moshe haya nivdal mikol Yisrael. Moshe was nivdal, separated. What did the, the Maral mean in this context? Spiritual. He was on a spiritual, different spiritual plane than the rest of the Jews. The fact that he was separated is known, right? Aaron and Miriam had to learn that the hard way. But, you know, we know. We know it from them. We know that from them, the Baloscha, all the Psukim there. But Moshe Rabbeinu was in a different sphere. So we might say that Moshe is one of B'nai Yisrael, but explains the Maharal, when we come to the spiritual world, there's no such thing as parts. They're just holes. Like you have a physical, like you have a table that's made up of parts. Anything in the physical world is made up of parts. A human being is made up of parts. A rock is made up of parts. Anything physical is made up of parts. Something that's so spiritual, a malach. What are what, the wings? Okay, that's just a figure of speech. But a malach is a malach. There are no parts to a malach. In, in the spiritual realm, they're just holes. So Moshe was shave in that Am Yisrael is a hole. And Moshe, who is different in the spiritual realm, is a whole. Because he's on a spirit, different spiritual plane, he's equal. What does it mean, equal? He's a whole unit by himself. As we said, anything spiritual, separated, does not have parts. Parts are only reflect something with raw materials, something that's that's physical. Maybe that's the ultimate shot of Hashem Echad. Hashem is the ultimate one, unique. As our Salvatric said, it's not one, it's unique, because one, one meaning there could be two, that's a chas v'shalom. So Echad there is unique, that's one of the mitzvahs Hashem, mitzvah Yichud Hashem. The third, the fourth, the Raman, right? How many mitzvahs do we have in this week's parsha? Number one is Anochi in this week's parsha. Then Avas Hashem, Yichud Hashem is number two. Avas Hashem, Yiras Hashem. What does it mean, Yichud Hashem? Within the spiritual world that we believe that there are all holes, Hashem is the unique hole. We cannot, we can say the words, we don't really know what that means. Umipneki Moshe Yenachshav Eitzel Yisrael Nivdal Eloki, because he was considered a godly human. Again, he was human. He was a godly human. But the Torah emphasizes that he was born of human parents. The Torah emphasizes that to, to um, prevent any, any, anything else, as other religions might believe. Our greatest leader was born of human parents. He made himself godly. He wasn't born godly. And therefore, Nivdal Eloki, lo yishtatev Moshe im Yisrael, v'lachin ha'yemoshe neged kol Yisrael. Shari ein davar prati bo, v'davar ze'inyan baru. Clear, says the Maharal. Good. Number two. And finally, the third idea. V'od yesh lafaris, line 15. Again, there's about five major maharals on this Pasuk. We're just doing one on the littlest, smallest Rashi. But feel free to look at the uh, 
the uh, other Maharals on the, uh, maybe in a future year, Be'ezus Hashem. Vodiyesh Lafarish ki lomalas Moshe shokul neged kol Yisrael. His maila, kiplei shedaito v'chachmaso hu shekolo kaladeos v'achachmos sheish b'shishim ribo b'nei adam. His chachma includes, includes everything. Look at Mar Menachas, please. Uh, his chachma includes all opinions that were ever existent at that time or forevermore. And that's what makes him shuckle. In terms of chachma, all wisdoms are in Moshe Rabbeinu. Over that's what he quotes. The Gemara in Brachas has two events that we say the same bracha. Amrina and Haroah Shishim Rebo Yisrael. We know the Gemara says in Brachas Nunches, if somebody sees 600,000 Jews, the Ramam says only in Eretz Yisrael, but if somebody sees 600,000 Jews, Mavarach Baruch Hacham Arazim. Blessed is he who knows this, all the secrets. Pirish Yodea, Mabalibo Shel Elu. Hashem knows who is in the, uh, what is in the hearts of each person. Ukesharoah Hacham Muflag, Mavarach Amkein Hacham Arazim. And when we see an unbelievable Torah scholar, same Bracha. Chacham Arazim. Why is it the same bracha for the great Torah scholar and 600,000 Jews? Because a great Torah scholar encompasses all the different opinions and wisdom of those 600,000 Jews. Because Chachma is how we connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So if Moshe has all the levels of Chachma in him, so that's how he Moshe Moshe might not have even been aware of all of the chachmas that he had. But he had it. Right, that's illustrated by that Gemara in Menachas. Amazing Gemara. Again, it's about Maimon Harsinai, so we could talk about it this week. I didn't give it to you. But the Gemara Brachas Chavtes, Moshe Rabbeinu. Bishash Allah Moshe Lamarom. Matzul HaKadosh Baruch Hu Sheyoshi V'Kosek Saram Osios. Hashem sees, uh, Moshe sees Hashem sewing on the crowns to the letters. Amar Lafana, Rebona Shalom, Mima Akev Al Yadcha. What you, who's holding you back? What does it mean? Unusual Lashon. Rav Moshe in the Hakdam and Moshe talks about this Lashon. But what does it mean? Who's holding you back? Amarlo. Why are you writing these? Adam Echad Yesh Asil Hiyos Besof Kamadaros. There's going to be an unbelievable person in many generations. The Akiva Ben Yosef Shmo. Rabbi Akiva. Sha'asid Lidro shall call Kotz Vekotz Vatilin Vatilin Shalalachos. He's going to darshan mountains of halachos from these little crowns. By the way, we have none. We have none of the halachas that Rabbi Kiva darshan from the crowns. But he darshaned. Mountains of halachas. Moshe says, let, let me see him. So many halachas. Hashem says, turn around. He zaps Moshe Rabbeinu into Kiva's class. He sits in the back of a rose. He had no idea what they were talking about. This is Moshe Rabbeinu. He had no idea what they were talking about in Shir. Tasha's kochos, he got depressed. Kivichi Yagiel Dabar Echad, all of a sudden, Rabbi Kiva said something, and his Talmidim said, Minayan Lacha, how do you know that? Omar Lohan, Halacha, Lamosha Misinai. Lacha Moshe Misinai, Nisyashra Daito, he felt better. He felt better, and he goes back, and he asks Hashem, why am I giving the Torah? You should let him give the Torah. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, stop asking questions. Stop asking questions, we have the continuation. But what do you see from there? All Chachma goes back to Moshe Rabbeinu. It's all in Allah Moshe Misinai. It's all in it, even if Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't aware of it, right? If Moshe Rabbeinu, as we just said, would see cars and and, and, and uh, modern day Shilas, he would say, "What's going on?" But the root of it, the Chachma Shabo, 
comes from Moshe Rabbeinu, and that's how he's Shavah. Moshe Rabbeinu Shavah, because all Chachma is in Moshe Rabbeinu. V'chulu, and he continues, um, why is it all Chachamim, Malas Moshe? Fine. But that's number three. So number one, Moshe is Mashlim B'nai Yisrael. And when any items are mashlim each other to make a complete team, they're shaveh. Number two, says the Maharal, uh, if something is in the spiritual realm, they're whole. You can't talk about parts in the spiritual realm. And Moshe, compared to B'nai Yisrael, was a separate spiritual plane. And three, he had all the chachma. And says the Maharal at the end, Understand the Chachma, then all these Pirushim are true, and he uh, puts forth all, all three of them. A little Rashi, but a lot to say. Okay, we continue. So, Yisro comes. Yisro comes, the great meeting between father-in-law and son-in-law. We mentioned in past years in the Haggadah Shirim. Uh, why is it that one of the reasons that Moshe Rabbeinu's name is not mentioned in the Haggadah? Not mentioned in the Haggadah. One time, you think Moshe Rabbeinu would be all over the Haggadah. Why isn't it mentioned? So I heard many years ago, I forgot B'Shem Amar, I heard by Pelkovitz, Skornal of Racha said it over, that who was the first person in history to fulfill the mitzvah of Sibri Yitzhiz Mitzrayim? First person in history, Moshe Rabbeinu. Only his kids weren't there. Everybody else was there. Right here. His kids come. What does he do? He probably tells them everything. Right? What does it say? He tells them everything. He did Sibit Mitzrayim. You think he talked about himself? You think he would have played center stage and when he told over the story? So we copy and mirror the first person who fulfilled the mitzvah of Sibit Mitzrayim. And in the greatest compliment that we could give to Moshe Rabbeinu, we don't mention his name because we're imitating what, what he did. Because that's, that's what happened at the beginning of our parsha. Moshe Rabbeinu talks to his kids. Talks to his kids. He hasn't seen his kids since before, before they went out. Right, that's what Rashi quotes uh, that uh, Aaron told him. He was on his way back. He gave him a bris, and then Aaron sent him back. What are you bringing more Jews here? You know, we don't need more Jews in Mitzrayim. Okay, fine. He was the first person ever to say Baruch Hashem, the non-Jew. And then we have Pasuk Yudbeis. Yisro brings Karbanos. We learn from here also about Karbanos for a Ben Noach. And Aaron and the Zikna Yisrael come, and they all have a festive meal. Oh, the festive meal. What's the simcha? What's the simcha here? What's the party? Is there a yantif? Right, why is there a party? So, says Rashi. Right, says, Maybe it's just a get-together of Tamidich HaChamim. Lefneho Elokim, mikan shahanena misuda shal Tamidich HaChamim mesubin ba, kilunena mizavashchimna. Right, if you have somebody's nana from the Suda of Tamichachamim, it's Lefnei Alokim. We need a Suda with great rabbis, it's as if you're in front of God. Still doesn't say what, what, what the Suda was for. So if you look in the Svarno and in Rabbeinu Bachai, two of the great Rishonim, two of the great Rishonim, this is a discussion in the Rishonim, but suggest the Svarno and suggest Rabbeinu Bachai. Let's read it from Rabbeinu Bachai first, because that's in front of you. Source number three. We'll get the background first. He's medayik in the conversation, or in the words that are used. Yisro takes Ola Uzvachim, 
Lelokim. Says the Rabbeinu Bachai, Lo matzino b'chol ha-karbonos, Shem Elokim el Hashem ha-miyuchad. Chazal point this out. The other menachos. The, really, all the, the Shem Hashem that's connected to karbonos is Yudke Vavke. Right, not Elokim. We discussed years ago, the Meshachachma in Parsha Shoftim talks about, because Yudke Vavke symbolizes independence. Ha-Yehovah V'yiyah. Karbonos give nothing to God. We're not giving him a present. He doesn't need our karbanos. He has nachas ruach. But he's not missing anything. That's why Yudke Vavki is the Shem Hashem that's used with karbanos. Not to give us the misimpression. And that's why the Meshachachim explains that the Mizbeach has to be... Uh, now that I have trees next to the Mizbeach. Because trees symbolize growth. If you water it, it'll grow. And that can't be... can't have that message that we're giving something to Hashem cause and effect. But Yisro says Elohim. Points out Rabbeinu Bachai. Yisra wasn't converted yet. Right? In the Psukim, right, Yisra also says, Baruch Hashem Yudke Vavke, but Moshe, Moshe keeps saying Yudke Vavke, but the Karbanos are brought Elokim by Yisra. Okay, he points that out. Uh, that's background for what's about to happen. Right, what's the what's the Elokim? It means the Mishkan. It means the Amud. It was a conversion party. Yisro converted here. That's not a hundred percent clear. But this is what the Rabbin Bachai says. This is what the Sfarno says. It was a Sudasgerus. The Ain Safek. And that's number one. That is a Surah's Mitzvah. Surah's Mitzvah. Somebody makes a seem of Surah's Mitzvah when somebody comes behind in Mitzvahs. The Ain Safek. Ki Asuda Azos La Aaron Loshivim Zakanim. The Sudas Mat Amim Liyitzchak Avinu. This Suda that they were having, Bishaz Geris Yisrael, was the same type of idea that Yitzchak wanted to have when he was going to give the brachas. And he says, bring me some good food. Why? What's the purpose? We might ask. What's the purpose of a Sudas Mitzvah? What's the goal of a Sudas Mitzvah? To have some good food? To feel good? Says Rabbi Rachai in Halavai, we should have all Sudas Mitzvah with this Kavana. Halavai, every Kiddush and Shul after Musaf in every Shul should have these Kavanas, even half of these Kavanas. Kidei Shetachul HaSimcha Benefesh HaOchel because when somebody feels fulfilled physically, satiated, ultimately if they have simchas hanefesh, that leads to ruach hakodesh. If somebody is physically in pain or depressed, it's hard to be spiritually connected. And as we know this from Navi. Notice from Navi, Shola Melech David, I can nagin emanagin, play a good song, put me in a good mood, because then I could get Ruach HaKodesh. The purpose of a Suda Smitzvah, specifically here, eating to be in a state, is to be able to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because when we feel besimcha, we feel connected. So what's the root definition of simcha? Simcha's yantif. Right, what's simcha's yantif? Feeling good? We're supposed to eat, yes. We're supposed to eat and enjoy ourselves. Simchas Yantif, it's physical, but of course that's not the goal. So there's an amazing Rashi that 
much of everybody picks up on, but it's a Rashi. Brachas Lamed Aleph. Where the Gemara says right here in source number four. What's, what mood are we supposed to be in when we daven? What mood are we supposed to put ourselves in? You know, sometimes we, we uh, are upset at ourselves that we can't have proper kavana during davening. What do we do right before davening? We rush in and we expect to, we have 14 things on our mind right before davening. So of course we're not going to have kavana. Show and shahachas, a few minutes to get into a proper state of davening. So the Gemara says, If a person is very upset, they shouldn't daven. Feeling of laziness. What's schok? Right, also, improper levity. Rashi says, late sonus. We're supposed to be in a state of simcha shal mitzvah in order to connect to Hashem, in order to daven. What does that mean, simcha shal mitzvah? Like right after I do a mitzvah? I should be happy that I'm, that I'm doing a mitzvah? We don't always have a mitzvah right before. Simcha shel mitzvah. What exactly does that mean? Right, mitzvah is lav lehenos nitnu. Right, only Talmud Torah. Says Rashi. Elamitoch simcha shel mitzvah. Kegon divrei tanchumin shel Torah. Comforting psukim. Kegon. Samach legeules mitzrayim. Right, what do we say before tefillah, which means before the Amida? We talk about how Hashem saved us from Mitzrayim. And Hashem takes care of us. Ezra sabaseinu atol me'olam. Micha mocha ba'elam Hashem. Micha mocha. Gal Yisrael. So what is, so sim, that, that's simcha shal mitzvah. What is, so what does that mean? Or let's go to another tefillah. O samach l'dehilu David. We say ashrei. Why do we say ashrei right before? To get us in the mood. Ashrei gets us in the mood. Which psukim? Hashem listens and acts for those who fear Him. Hashem guards those who love Him. What's simcha? A feeling of closeness to Hashem. A feeling of connection. A feeling that it's okay because Hashem takes care of us. Karav Hashem l'chol karav. Ritzon yoyav yase. We say Ashrei so often and so quickly, but every pasuk there is gold. Shomer Hashem eskalu avav. That puts us in the state of davening. That puts us in simcha. And that's what was going on here in the suda that they had upon the geiris of Yisrael. Because every suda has really has that goal. Simcha shal mitzvah. But that's the geiris suda that they were having here. That's where all the tzaddikim took part. And that's what the Svarno also says in one line. Just to read the Svarno. Okay. Moving right along. So next, what happens? They come and Moshe is judging the people. And as a good father-in-law, he wants to make sure that his son-in-law, you know, is uh, nice and strong and doesn't get worn out. Vayomer, Yisrael says to him, What are you doing the whole day? You stand in Boker at Erev. Vayomer Moshe l'chosno, ki avoy l'ha'am l'drosh elokim. They come with l'drosh elokim. The Ramban says, they come, they ask me to daven for their krovim. Ki yiyelachem davar bo elai, v'shafatzi b'in ishu v'in re'ehu, I judge. V'hodati eschukei elokim es tarosaf. And I let them know the laws of God and his toros. Interesting. If we look ahead and we look into Yisro's 
suggestion. How does that compare to what Moshe says? Moshe says, I'm all day letting them know Skip for Psokim, Pasik Chaf. Yisro tells him, You shall warn them, if you have my system, Those are the same. But Moshe, Moshe said, So he says, but then Yisro adds on the rest of the Pasuk, Pasuk Chaf. So what do you just add on? Moshe says, you don't pick up on it unless we focus on it. Moshe says, I'm, I let him know the Chukim and the Tauros. And Yisro says, yeah, if you do my system, you can let him know the Chukim and the Tauros and the Derech Yelchuba and the Maisa Asher Yasun. What are those two extra phrases? So the Chavetz Chaim says, well, we know that Pasuk is darshined in Bamitzia Daflamid. That second half, that extra phrase of Yisro is darshined to teach us what? Look in source number six, the Chavetz Chaim quotes it. Says the Chafetz Chaim, that whole extra pasuk is Yisro referring to mitzvos ben Adam Lachavero and being an ethical person and acting lufni mishuras hadin. Yisro was telling his son-in-law, his great son-in-law, don't just tell him the chukim and the Torahs, but teach them how to be a mensch. And teach them how to interact with each other. Because that's your job as well. Yotzeh says the Chafetz Chaim. Ki apkola pasik anosaf al yidei Yisro. The whole extra pasik. Medaber rak b'inyonah 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 b'chavero. Midos, derech eretz. Bevitor mishalo, l'fnim mishur esadin. Shashayach labali dvarim v'lo ladayin. And it's really not what a judge. A judge is going to talk about Achanas Azarachim. A judge is going to talk about Bikr Cholim. But if you teach them to be these types of people, it'll be easier on the judge. Because you're going to create a society that love each other. Create a society of mavatrim. And in that way, that will help you in the long run, says Yisrael. And that's what we have to do, obviously. Not only focus on the Makom, but also on the Makhaver. The Chavis Chaim, though, continues and says, Moshe, he says this in the footnote in Source 8. Through the Torah that you teach them, using that background, that should color all that you teach them about the Ben Adam Lachavero. Besides the mitzvahs Ben Adam Lachavero. Va'al yidei liman ha-Torah ba'adam l'chal amidos ha-tovos. V'chein k'siv ha-derech. This, the way ha-derech ha-shar yasun. The only way to have proper Ben Adam Lachavero understandings is through a Torah perspective. It's not just based on pure ethics. Moshe, has to come from you. Because you're the one that could teach them, has been shaped by, by the Torah. Right? This reminds us of a thought that we've mentioned often in these shiurim, at least two, three times over the years, the first bar tenura, the first rabbi tenura in Pirkei Avos. I gave it to you again in source number seven, where the rav says, right, why is this Mishnah at the beginning of Pirkei Avos, Moshe Kibbal Torah Misinai, a beautiful Mishnah, Shashelah Samasora, this should be at the beginning of Shas. Why is Me'emasai? Right? Moshe gave a term Sinai, and then we should have Me'emasai. So why is it, what is it doing here? Explains the Rabbi Tanura, as much discussed, probably the most discussed, most discussed comment of his in all of his commentary, uh, says the Rabbi Tanura, you don't need a Moshe Kibbal Torah Sinai at the beginning of Masechus Brachas, or Ervin, or Psachim, or Krisus. You don't need a Moshe Kibbal Torah Sinai. Where else did these laws come from? What, somebody made up Meseches Chagiga? 
a human being. Somebody made up Mesechus Nazir? Of course that came from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Pirkei Avos. And Makabos call Adam Mesechus Panam Yafis. Emor Ma'at Vasehar Bey. Loma says a good tovya El Ashkika. Altasaka Bakan Ken Alba Mashi Yeshbo. So those could have been, those are, there's probably uh, parallel folk sayings for many of the comments in Pirkei Avos. And yet, says the Bartanura, that's the emphasis. Even Perkiavos comes from Harsinai. Omer Ani. Lafisha Mesechazu enim you said this alpi mitzvah mi mitzvah shabatara. Kashar Mesechlas Shabbishnah. You don't need it. This is pure ethics. And just like other nations, the Chachmeh Umos Olam Gake Chibru Svarim, Kamosha Badu Milibam, Badarki Musur, Lafika, Chesla, Atana Mesechazu, Moshe Kibotar Misinai, Lo Melacha, Shamidus Hamusurm Shibzum Mesechta, Lo Badu Osam. No, these are also. Because all of our ethics come from Harsinai too. And that's what Yisro told Moshe Rabbeinu, according to the Chavetz Chaim. Don't just do the Chukim and the Toros. Do the Hasaderach Yelchubav, Esamai Sesher Yasun. He doesn't quote the Bartanura, but that's the, that's the idea. And you have to, we have to make it part of who we are. Then he quotes in the continuation, uh, as we, as is known, he li- says on line 20, we'll be, this is all in the footnote there in the Maisel Melech. As you know, you can, any part of the Chavetz Chaim you put together, he emphasizes learning something else. So if you put it all together, he emphasizes you have to learn or halacha, he emphasizes you have to learn kachim, you have to learn, you have to learn everything. You have to learn, uh, you have to learn musr. According to the Chavetz Chaim, you have to learn everything. But here, it's focusing on that he says you have to learn halacha. And that's what the Gemara says at the end of Megillah. Somebody learns halacha every day, he is muftach. He is promised that he is a ben olam haba. So ask the Chavetz Chaim and amongst the other Bali Musr, well, we know Kol Yisrael Yeshlam Chayel Olam Haba. So I won't learn halacha. The Mishnah says, I have a chalik. doesn't say only for those who learn halacha. So explains the Chavetz Chaim, I think the Shlach Kodosh said it earlier, there's a difference between chalik Olam Haba and a Ben Olam Haba. Where's our seat? Now, which section are we in? Avo chalik Pashut. Am namish the Kol Echon Yisrael chalik Olam Haba how big is our section? You're a you belong here. You're the Bailam. And therefore, if you learn halacha, that's what Torah does to a person. It makes somebody a ben olam haba. You have to know. You have to know in order to know what to do and what not to do. But that's what Yisro and Moshe were talking about. Moshe tells Yisro, and Yisro even says, again, all the mitzvahs that he mentions, Biker, Cholim, Kfura, Lefim, Yisro, those aren't mitzvahs HaSed Araisa. So that's what Yisro is emphasizing. There's even more. There's even more Moshe that he gave him, he gave him advice. Okay. Famous question, let's just deal with now quickly, because again, it's, uh, I think we did part of it a couple of years ago, but uh, we'll finish it now. Maimed Har Sinai. And the question, what were the Malachim thinking? What were the Malachim thinking? We remember the Gemara in Shabbos, Pechas, the Malachim did not want Hashem to go through with it. The Malachim had the Torah before we did. The Gemara says that Torah is one of the seven things that were created before the world was created. So the Malachim had the Torah. Well, the Malachim weren't created until the world, but the Torah was. But Malachim were created before man was, so they had the Torah before we did. So Malachim asked Hashem, Shabbos, Pechas, why is it that Moshe Rabbeinu is here? He's here to get the Torah, and the Malachim complain about it. 
Hashem says to Moshe, you can answer them. And Moshe says, This is not on your sheet. I'm just reading from the Gemara. Hashem says, I'm scared. They're going to burn me with the fire from their mouth. Hold on to my kisi akavit and give them an answer. Fascinating what that means. And he goes through all the Aserah Sedibras in this week's parasha and knows how it's not shayach to the malachim. It's all not shayach to the, to the malachim. Right, and that's the question that is asked by many, what were the malachim thinking? What were the malachim thinking? So says the Beis HaLevi, one of the approaches of the Achronim. See, the Rishonim don't really talk about this, uh, this question, mostly in the Achronim. Says the Beis HaLevi, <coughs> again, I think we did this four or five years ago, at least some of it. What was the Havamina? Moshe says, oh, Losisa doesn't apply to you. Of course it doesn't apply to them. And the Malachim have to admit. The Torah split into two, as we know. The written and the oral. And the Iker of Torah Shabal Peh is the Drashas Chazal. 90% of Shas is Drashas Chazal. Psukim, Zereshavis, Hekish, Dolemignano, all the, all the ways that Chazal interpret. And that's the largest area of, of Torah, a large area of Torah Shaval Peh. The Ramam says there are five parts of Torah Shaval Peh. But the largest part is the Drush's Chazal. There's an infinite amount of Torah Shaval Peh. Chazal Darshin and Darshin, and we, we interpret Every time you go into a Svarim store, there's more and more Svarim. So it's infinite. And we have that power to be creator, creators of Torah with Hashem. Hashem put into the Torah that mechanism. Right? Whatever we, Chazal, decide... That's going to be the MS, even in extreme cases where Hashem Kaviyacha will hold otherwise. Right? One of the most enigmatic, and one might even say, looks like heretical Gemaras. Where the Gemara talks about a machlokas in Uchat Saras, a Kodesh Baruch Hu is arguing with the Malachim, and Rabbi Barnachmeni, who is the expert in Saras, paskins like Hashem, and we paskin against a Kodesh Baruch Hu. The Kesem Mishnah points out in Uchat Saras, the only time we paskin against God. What does that mean? How can you say those words? The answer is, it's not, of course it's not possible against God. Hashem gave us, that's, there's Elo Elo, there are different views, but Hashem gave us the power to determine, to help be creators in Torah. That's what the Malachim wanted. Of course they can't fulfill Torah. Torah is for human beings. But they wanted the power of Drusha. Line 16. And that's what the Malachim say. What do you mean? We want it. We want it. And Hashem says you can't have it. Hashem says you can't have it. Human beings have the power of Drasha. Human beings have that power. He continues. V'nimsa line 30. Okay, relates to a, a question about the sixth or the seventh day of Sivan. We're not going to get into now the Mangan Avram, but turn the page for a moment. It says the Beis Halevi, V'al in yezeh tikrachah mishdei brachas ala Torah. 
That's why we have two, two brachos. Before and after one gets an aliyah. Hashem gave us the Torah one way. One way direction. Hashem gave us the Torah. We accept it. That's Torah Shebech Sav. He implanted in us, and that's the brach on Torah Shabal Peh. That's Hashem put into us, Nasalanu, Torah's MS. Because we create the MS. Right? One of the, I think the Chida, I don't remember who it was, maybe the, the Kafachayim. When we go to get an aliyah, we make the bracha on Torah Shabbat because that's what we think we see. We see words on a cloth and we think that's all there is. But after hearing the Torah and realizing the depths of it, then we make the bracha on Torah Shabbat because we realize how, how deep and how many layers there are. And that's why, that's what the Malachim wanted. Just to, just to add on one point though, he, uh, basically he doesn't finish, finish the point and say, okay, so why can't the, why didn't the Malachim get it? Why is that only for human beings? Right? How do you read that into the Gemara? Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't answer, well, it's not for you to darshan. Moshe says, no, it doesn't apply to you. So the answer seems clear. You only have the Koach HaDrasha if you live it. If we can't, if we don't, we can't be creators if it's not part of our life. Right? That's, that's what, that's so you have to read the Gemara with this thought. Moshe Rabbeinu says, this doesn't apply to you. If it doesn't apply to you, not only can you not do it, you can't darshan it. Because darshaning Torah and living Torah go hand in hand. Throughout history, there have been certain Jews that wanted a darshan the Torah, but did not live by the Torah. You can't have one without the other. If somebody doesn't live by the Torah, then they can't darshan the Torah. Whether it's you're not living by the Torah because you're a malach, you're not living by the Torah because you chose not to live by the Torah. But the power of interpretation of Torah is only for someone who lives fully by the Torah. And that's a message for our generation as well uh, in, a very, uh, in a very strong way. We have to live in order to be able to darshan and interpret. Okay. So now let's get into the first Pasuk, at least. Aseris Hadibros. have to talk about it a little bit. So two thoughts on the first Pasuk. And then one final thought. So the Pasuk tells us, Anoche Hashem Elokecha. I am Hashem, your God. Asher Otesicha Me'eretz Mitzrayim that took you out of Egypt. And the Rishonim already bothered why does Hashem say that took you out of Egypt? Start from the beginning. Why does it focus on Yisias Mitzrayim and not Shemayim Ba'aretz? Okay, so some say they, you know, Hashem is saying something that they saw. The Ebenezer talks about this. The uh, Klayakar. Well, this year we'll see the thought of the Be'er Yosef. Rabbi Yosef Misalant here. This question, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu say, start the national relationship? I am God, that took you out of Egypt. Say, that created the, that created you and created the world. Right, isn't that uh, defining and more basic? Says the Ber Yosef, Hashem did not have to tell them at this point, that he created the world and he created man. Why not? At that moment, they saw it. They didn't have to be told anything. We don't have time to read all of the Chazals, but as we know, what happened at Maimon Sinai? The heavens were brought down to the earth. The mountain was held over their head. 
fire and water and lightning and hearing voices. What? Brios chadoshos. What, Hashem didn't create the world? Look around. It was obvious. Hashem doesn't have to say, hi, I created the world. They see that Hashem created the world. They didn't need any more proof than the experience that they were having at that moment. And he quotes all the chazals. It's like push, pushing the bringing the heavens down. He held the mountain up. So everything was happening at that moment. He opened up the seven heavens, Shiva Rakim, and they saw Atar Esoladas, Keshemolokim. Right? They saw. We have to explain that. I, oh, let me tell you, I created the world. They saw Hashem created the world. At that moment, it was clear, top left. And what about themselves? Asher Barasi Oscha. So that also they experienced. What does the Gemara tell us? Right before the Gemara we just read in Shabbos. After the first Dibur, we all died. Second Dibur, we died. So it was obvious that Hashem created us also. Because he created us at that moment again. So Hashem doesn't have to say, I created the world, I created you, because that's what they experienced right at that moment. They felt it. And therefore they don't have to say that. He didn't have to say that. What does he have to say? I'm also the God who took Adam and Sarai. Meaning, what's the message? I'm not just a God up here that doesn't care, that's not involved. You are my Avadim, and there's something called Scharva Onesh. Remember what happened to the Mitzrayim? Remember, ten Makos, exactly. I took care of every single thing, every single aspect. Punished exactly. The firstborns were the worst. They got a special punishment. The concept of that's me too. That's what Hashem had to say to them. Because they weren't feeling that. They weren't seeing that at that moment. Exactly. Right? And not like the philosophers who say Hashem is awesome, He created, but He's a busy God and He's not involved. No, we say like we say in uh, Hallel. We say Hashem is Hamagbil Hashaves, but um, he comes all the way down to to be with the Evyonim and the and the lowly, and that's why it says the Ber Yosef, it's Asher Osei Sicha, because that's what we needed at that moment. Asher Bar Sicha, we didn't need because we were experiencing at that moment. Good. So that's the first part of the pasuk. Next phrase, Me'erath Misraim, Mibes Avadim. Was both. Me'eret Mitzrayim, he took us out of Egypt. Mi'beis Avadim, he took us out of the house of slaves. Mi'beis Avadim. Rashi discusses this also. Mi'beis Avadim, Mi'beis Paro, Shahayisem Avadim Lo. What does it mean, the house of Avadim? The house of Paro that you are Avadim to him. That's how you have to understand. Oh, you know, Mi'beis Avadim, Avadim Lo Avadim. He continues, he says, no. Avadim Lo Melachayu, Avadim Lo Avadim. Mi'beis Avadim means the house of Paro. But what's the double lasha? Meir Tzvisraim and Beis Avadim. So the Rechaim has about five interpretations. I gave you two. The Rechaim in source twelve. 
Pshat Advar. He shekavanaso. Number one is a short one that many say in other contexts. Lahagdil otsem shviyasam shahayu beretz b'srayim makom shasir v'lo pasach no sevala flagas tumasa physical spiritual. We were in Eretz Mitzrayim. We were physical slaves. We were spiritual slaves. We were on the 49th level of Tumah. And therefore, that's that's the message. The Tumas Mitzrayim, spiritual, and Mibes Avadim, the physical house of Avadim, too. But then he says, maybe there's another idea. Because we know here in this Pasuk, we just alluded to this before, there are two names of Hashem that are used. Suggests the Arachayim, Anochi Hashem Elokecha, Yudke Vavke and Elokim. Those two names are parallel to these two phrases. Yudke Vavke is related to Meir's Mitzrayim. Elokecha is related to Mibes Avadim. How so? What are those two talking about? It says the Arachayim. O Yechavin Hashem Omar. Anochi Hashem Elokecha. Hine Hizkir Betchilas Divri Hashem Bezin Yanim. Number one. Hey Yoso Hashem Baruchu Shem Havaya. Recognize that Hashem is the creator. He is Yudke Vavke. He is the ultimate existence. Past, present, future. That's Yudke Vavke. Elokim. Elokim means relationship with people. I am your master. I am your God that you need to accept. Pirush Shalem Lekabel Ma'amarav Ugzerosav. So those are the two names of God. Yurke Vavke, I am God of all, and I'm creator, and independent, and Elokecha, I am your God that is now going to be in charge of you. You have the privilege, but you have the responsibility of being my Am. And now he explains. Keneged Anochi Hashem, Yurke Vavke, what is it? Mi Beis, Me'eretz Mitzrayim. What happened in Mitzrayim proved that I am the only God. I am Yudkei Vavke. What else is worshipped? The sun and the moon is worshipped. It got dark. What's worshipped? The Nile is worshipped. The Yam became blood. What else is worshipped? The ground is worshipped. Right? Kinim. Animals are worshipped. Dever. Anything that could be worshipped was smote, smoten. So that's Yudke Vavke proved because they took Yami base Yerus Mitzrayim. Ki Hashem Hu Adon Kol Hove V'Sholid Al Hove Umachido V'Gozer Al Ein V'Chulu. But then number two, Elokecha Elokim Mi Beis Avadim. You are Avadim, and I took you out, and therefore you owe me one. You owe me one for all of history. So there are two things to believe. Yudke Vavke, believe that God is God of all gods and he's in control of everything, but that's, that's a general world word. But specifically a Jewish connection word, that's Elokecha. And that's Mibes Avadim. That's our special connection. Like we say in the Haggadah. Because if we wouldn't have taken us out, we would still be, we wouldn't be connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because he took us out. So it's the Yudke Vavke and Elokecha, parallel to the two phrases of Meretz Mitzrayim and Avadim. He has three other ideas, but I didn't give it to you, because I just wanted to end with one more, one more final thought. With one of the mitzvahs at the end of the parsha. So we have the Isser of not making golden and silver images 
to God. Rashi quotes, make the proof improperly. The Kruvim have to be gold. Okay. Rules about the Kruvim. It's interesting. The Gemara says in Mesechus Baal Basra, the Kruvim didn't take up any room. It didn't take up any room. Edom and Amida. Right? It shouldn't have been able to fit into the Kodesh Kedashim with the rods. It didn't take up any room. Many other miraculous ideas of the uh, related to the Kruvim. But we'll focus on this one. And ask Rabbi Yaakov, what was the purpose for that nace? Every nace has a purpose. You know, the nisim to, uh, the nisim that, when people came to the base of English, they saw the ten nisim. This one, nobody saw. The Aaron was in the Kodesh Kadashim. And even if they would have walked in, you don't see that it doesn't take up any room. You just see it. What, you have to tape out a tape measure and, and, and see the nace? And so what was the purpose of the nace? And Hashem doesn't like doing nisim. He even gives a mashal. Feel free to read it. Why Hashem wouldn't like doing nisim. But it's an even further problem. Most nisim we could at least fathom. Like you hear water turning to blood. Okay, we could like imagine that. Water turns to blood. We can imagine tons of frogs. We can imagine people dying at the same moment. Darkness, okay, that's a tough one. But, you know, we could... Ebenezer said it's like when you go out in the river and it's very foggy. Okay, we can imagine a very thick fog. Something not taking up any room... We can't imagine that. That's not even in the world of imagination. There's reality and imagination. A human being can't imagine something that, that will never, you know, that's, that's impossible for a human being to understand. So why, why is there such a nace anyway? Number one, what do you need the nace for? Number one, number two, why is it, why is it that there's such an ace, almost all other nisim we can imagine. The walls of Yericho falling down, fire coming down from heaven. We could all imagine that. Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. Because by the Kruvim, there's a risk factor. The Rishonim already asked, the Abarbanel and others, isn't the Kruvim a violation of making a golden image? Right, so what, why is there any difference? Why are we allowed to make the Kruvim? Right, why, is, why, why is that allowed? So what the answer is? Xerosakasif. Because Hashem said so. And you can't make more and you can't make less. But Hashem said so. And to emphasize the Xerosakasif, illogical reality that the Kruvim are, Hashem does this nace. That you can't even explain, we can't even fathom how this nace works. So it doesn't take up any space. Dafka by this, because why do we have the Kruvim? Why isn't it a violation? Because the Kodesh Baruch Hu gave it to us. It's a mitzvah. And we can't, and we can't think anything more than that. Nimsa sheinza lechora lefi ruach hayada shuotani milasos kopesel vechotmuna gzeres akasav ein lomer shus laharer. And that's why we have a miracle that is efshar laharer aleha dafka by this mitzvah. Ultimately, we have to recognize the Kodesh Baruch Hu. He's the one that created the system. He's the one that makes the system. And it's interesting to think about that this miracle is really the only one that we really cannot fathom at all. Okay, we'll stop here. Hashem, we will continue. Uh, next week.